Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Startup Couches. I'm really, really excited today because on the couch, I have Greg. Greg is the co-founder and CFO of Empower. Welcome to the couch, Greg. Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me, Lotana. Uh, great honor to be invited on your show. I have actually listened to quite a few of your uh, of the last ones and um, quite like your selection, not only because uh, 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 you you invited us on, on, on the show today, but it's, it's uh, I think, super interesting what, what you're doing there. So uh, great honor to be in that succession and many thanks. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. That means a lot to me. Um, and yes, definitely on the couch we always bring um amazing people who are making an impact in our ecosystem in our industry who are building great products and are impacting lives to come and share about their product journeys so definitely this is which why we are here perfect great all right so um how has your day been you know how are you doing how has it been so far Good, uh, quite busy. Uh, I don't know these days. It's uh, very busy somehow, but uh, yeah. but but good. A lot, lot of stuff done, and uh, yeah, yeah, ha- has been fine so far. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I totally agree. Really, really busy day too to, today for me. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy we're doing this. Um, yeah, basically. So jumping right into it. Um, sure. Empower is. Um, am I pronouncing this correctly, first of all? Empower? Yeah, you do. You do. Good. You do. Exactly. All right. So, Empower is a climate and a fintech startup. That is really, really interesting. So, can you elaborate on that? And can you tell us the, you know, more about like how it all works? Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, so, first of all, I mean, with what we have started and what we're in and what is our biggest mission somehow is, you know, bringing access to the people who are who don't have access to energy to the people who well either are really off the grid or who or um, who are on the grid but who suffer from constant load, load shedding so this is kind of our initial mission the thing is if you if you are um, providing something like this in our case that's solar energy so what we are providing in a to be to see way to the end customer are um, solar home systems. That's basically solar panels, that's, uh, a battery that uh, that's light. They, these are fans and um, and appliances. So if you if you're in that area, um, with it comes as well that these things, even though you know they are, um, uh, the costs have come down, um, and um, you know it's very. It's it's uh, it's a, a, a very good investment, but it still has very high upfront costs. So what you need to do um, somehow to be in that field and to really give people value is to provide them to some sort of uh, with them with some sort of financing. This is a bit where where the fintech uh, comes into play, because that's exactly what we're doing. Because in this whole sector. Um, and that's somehow liquidity um, and um, this is what we're trying to solve as well. Wow, I see. So access to energy to those who do not have this access, people who might be off the grid and at the same time access to upfront financing for these people seeing that um, the costs, especially upfront costs of these things 
might not be as um affordable for like working class people exactly spot on i mean this might be exactly it might be people who are um somehow or who are let's say civil servants a teacher or a policeman or, or somehow in these sorts of uh, uh brackets could be someone who uh, is more affluent as well but um or, or or less depending a bit so what we do as well we provide this sometimes you know in um in a partnership with uh, certain donors to people who have not available um but yeah could be could be well, let's say like middle class is, is is actually i think quite a good character relation hmm. okay okay and now um i i like to understand um what the full package is so if i was to be an empower customer today what does it mean what would i have gotten from empower a box um servicing i like to know what what comes with the full package with empower okay so you would um usually as we don't sell direct to the customer it goes via uh, distributors you would be in contact with the distributor you would could be signing up for uh, the solar system uh, the solar panel and uh, uh connected to a battery to you know generate and uh, to to store it and uh um in addition to it all like in a, a plug and play way very robust that you could personally if you wanted to install it um you would have uh, all the cables necessary uh in package you would have light bulbs already with the cabling and everything connected you would have um you might have a tv on top of it um energy efficient tv you might have um a refrigerator and um other other sorts of appliances which comes with it that depends a bit on your taste and the needs that's for the customer who uses it for their home you could be as well let's say you have maybe a little shop then you might have a different selection more maybe fridges something like this or we cater to farmers as well and then it feels again a bit maybe something which is more easier to transport uh, out on the field to charge your mobile phone something like this okay so basically um kind of tailored towards your use case per customer exactly 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 yeah that's it all right spot on all right that's actually really interesting so like who is your main target audience like i know you already mentioned like um the social economic um kind of um type of people you're targeting but like um at in what market operating where and where are you operational today so we we started the first market we entered Gambia um so uh uh in southern africa then we went to to cameroon um there so in in Gambia initially what we started with was customers who were really more like the civil servants let's say uh, uh in Zambia teachers uh some were living maybe off grid uh on the countryside um uh, um, uh, um this sort of uh, uh customer type then in in uh, Cameroon when we went there and this is why our whole product portfolio kind of was we went there uh, with a project which was catered to uh, farmers so we built up a selection especially for them 
Um, afterwards, we went to, to Togo. Um, we are present by now in Ghana as well and in Namibia. All in these countries, we have our own teams. Um, as mentioned, we don't sell to the end customers ourselves. We work with uh, distributors. So our teams are basically their job is to be in contact with our distributors and making sure that they have all what they need to, to, to fulfill customer the end customer's needs. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. That makes sense. That, that is actually a sizable lot of like markets from Zambia to Cameroon to Togo to Ghana to Namibia. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so I'm, I'm also really, really curious about like the fintech side of things. Um, how do you get to, I mean, you sell to distributors, so that makes sense because I, I wanted to understand like things like credit, credit, um, um, credit worthiness, for example. Um, at what point does, do you work with your distributors for the fintech side of things? Like where do you come in in this, in this value chain basically? Mm-hmm. So, um, so what we have built up um, is um, let's let's call it a marketplace to some degree, where we bring where we kind of can connect all the different players from suppliers to our distributors to the end customers as well. So to to connect basically all of them. Um, what we do along the way on the one hand side, um, so. Um, uh, finance to some degree um, our our um, our distributors as well um, okay. based on our own sort of uh, due diligence we look at our our um, distributors and we build up basically um, a history with them and then based on that on that we can give certain um, we, we we can aid them in in their financing needs. Um, but as well, at the same time, I mentioned uh, the end customers. What we do there, um, we try to get into our into our marketplace at the same time as well. Banks or microfinance uh, agency, or to some degree, finance end customers um, from our side as well. So what we have been doing is we have been try or we are, we, are, we are building up uh, ways on. Evaluate uh, the, the credit readiness of, of the end customers. There, we had um, the privilege to work with uh, other agencies, with other uh, uh, players who are in this market, such as Responsibility, who, who helped us to develop certain certain methods there to, um, to evaluate the end customer. Um, so the idea here as well is to not only um, customers to but at the same time to build up a credit history for 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 the end customer that they can afterwards actually other ways of financing as well okay all right that's actually really really powerful i like the building credit history for these people side of things i think that's actually really an amazing plus of being you know using an empire product i think that's actually really great Thank you. Yeah, we're quite uh, we're quite uh, um, proud of that as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, another very curious question is like, how did Empower Ventures actually start? Like, um, what led you guys to you know work <laughs> on this? Because like, this is a lot of impact work. I- I'd like to know what the founding story sounds like. Mm. 
Yeah, I think, you know, to, to some degree, it's like a, a personal story, probably to some degree, something how, how we all got together. In my case, I think, you know, there are probably some little seeds which were planted in, in childhood to some degree. So I was always, for instance, in, for instance interested in... Are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Ah, okay, sorry. I was... Entrepreneurship, so that really interested me um, from from uh, early onwards, playing uh, little uh, games around that. Thing was in my case that um, I don't know. I had the privilege to you know know a lot of people from all sorts of different backgrounds, and somehow it always struck me that it was somehow weird that some people had different sorts of chances than others, um, and I thought it's kind of unfair. Uh, looking maybe that if you're maybe from uh, a different place that this might be, you know to some degree really dictate your that's didn't want to become a lawyer <laughs> at least for some time something equally bad i became a, a consultant but um but so that was there then uh, in childhood as well i was somehow exposed to people who were really in this whole environmental uh, movements and so on so, so it's kind of little seeds already planted early on. And then, you know, I went my way, uh, as just mentioned, uh, worked in, in consulting, which was interesting, but not really fulfilling. Um, and um, there with, you know, financial institutions uh, or, or somehow uh, utilities and so on. And um, so I wanted to, to kind of make a, a switch um, to some and at the same time something which I thought is somehow scalable. I was in contact with uh, Manuel, who is uh, the and, uh, CEO at the same time. And he was, um, he was in contact with two other guys, uh, two other amazing guys, Nerva and Heiko. We were talking about this whole, you know, off-grid uh, topic, uh, looking, um, you know, we, we were kind of seeing, okay, battery bright. All these things came down somehow, in in in, uh, in in the costs came down. At the same time, huge demand. We saw so many people who were really in needs of these sort of products. And um, yeah, so uh, back then we didn't. Do all of four of us didn't kind of agree. Uh, Manuel then introduced Michael as well. It was a really cool guy who was co-founder and, and CEO company. Now his background is in development finance. And, um, you know, at some point in time, we thought, okay, um, actually, we, we, we should really stop that. We need to somehow try that out. And we literally just uh, asked around in our, um, you know, um, in our net. Uh, we got a, a list of a few people. We, we booked the flight to Zambia because we knew that a bit already over there. Uh, we had a look at Zambia already. We, we booked the flight over there with a few names. On the list uh, over there, we 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 found a guy. His name is um, really amazing person. He's not a co-founder, but he feels like it. Uh, so he was our first distributor, and we tried it out. So we basically uh, uh, bought some solar systems back then off the shelf. By now, we don't do that anymore. We have our own. Uh, 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 products there, but uh, we bought some products off the shelf. We tried out different ones. We got a, we were lucky, and so we we were able to try different products and uh, manufacturers and see a bit what works, what doesn't, and um, and this is how 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 it started back then. 
with yeah. a few pivots and so on. <laughs> this is where we are by now. Yeah, that's actually really amazing. And and just following up on that, you know, how would you say power has grown over the years? Like I know, like there's been expansion, you know, from Zambia to one, two, three, four other markets. So I I like to know, like looking back, if you look back at you know, you know, um, your that first flight out to Zambia, how would you say Empire has really, really grown so far? Mm. In the beginning, to tell you the truth, this was to some degree um, a bit random as well, a bit by chance. So where we saw somehow chances, we tried to to try out things, we tried to um, try out different markets, different opportunities. So that's a bit how we came first to, to Cameroon. Based on these two markets, uh, Zambia and Cameroon, then you know understood a bit better what it meant, what you needed to to, to have in place, um, and we tried to do it uh, a bit more uh, controlled, a bit more um, yeah data based to some degree, um, uh, and, and expand from there. So um, in, um, in in the beginning was as well a bit about diversification. We didn't want to be too um, exposed to one market, Zambia had, uh, for instance, uh, a lot of issues with their currency, which uh, posed big problems uh, on us for some time. And uh, we thought we need to be, you know, to some degree diversified from the start um, yeah. as well. Yeah. And this is why we went to different countries. Then later on, came into place, we wanted to, you know, we are, we're, 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 we're not there yet 100%, but we wanted to really, in the market, but we already were. We wanted to, to um, uh, generate a certain reach within them. Um, so maybe just just a few numbers. So by now, last year, we have uh, closed at around 1.6 million US dollars. That gave us now a certain size um, in revenues. So that gave us a certain size to, to operate here and to, to come in with other sorts of players to, to further scale. Wow, that's actually really impressive. That's very, very impressive, actually. Um, I really like the work you're doing. I think the next question I then have is about challenges. You know, running a business like this has a lot of moving parts, has a, r- a whole lot of moving parts. So, like, what would you say mm. are maybe two, three major challenges you face, you know, in your capacity as, like, co-founder um, running Empower today? So yeah, yeah, I think that's that's actually a great question. I think you can see it from different kind of. So if you want to maybe first to have a look at it more from, yeah, uh, to, to 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 use numbers somehow again, we haven't been um, able to or we haven't been profitable until now. So for us, you know, this year is the year where we want to break even. So that challenge. But however, to to be able to break even, we need a certain size. So our biggest challenge there has been to uh, a lot of demand. It's not, you know, the, the issue is not demand, but it's to be able to cater to this demand and to have the li- liquidity to do that. For us, the issue has been, and uh, we're on a good way there, um, to 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 look to have enough working capital, for, uh, in essence, uh, available to us. So that's why we're in uh, due diligences right now. And uh, what we're trying to do is really have the the acumen to to to, to finance more people, to scale a bit uh, further, and to have you know, 
to to cover um, our our um, overall you know costs which, what we're having. So that's on the one hand side. Probably a lot more important part is people because you know in the in, in the end it comes out all, all down to people. So yeah. you need yeah. to so strong relationships not only between yourself and uh, the co-founders. Of course, that's crucial as well. Doesn't mean that you. Is, uh, of the same opinion and always happy so the friction to some degree is good as well but you need to have a very good understanding and really trust you so that's that's paramount but not only between them but you know between you other people within the company uh some you know in our you, you heard it we're in so many different places so a lot of the people we don't see each other obviously on a daily basis so um we have you know we use uh, 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 WhatsApp or, or Google Chat or, or other sorts of communications within with each other. Yeah. Important that we are just you know communicating and are in, in constant contact. So that's that's I think a very big challenge. A nice because it's really nice to be in contact. It's so you know I, it's so fulfilling to hear the, the the different stories and what what organization. And then it, it extends outside, obviously, of the organization as well. So, I mean, of course, for every country, uh, company, customer is so important and all the people along there. So, you know, communication within the company, outside, I think that's probably the biggest challenge. It's fulfilling one, but the biggest challenge. Mm. Okay. All right. I hear, I hear two really big challenges. Um, the first one just being... Um, getting to break even getting to get you know to profitability not just generating revenue and the second one being um communication managing you know communication at scale because empire is at this really high growth scale level and so there's a lot of moving back a lot of people to manage and so like being able to uphold that culture and being able yeah. to stay in that communication um i think these are great problems to have well to done. So, like um that, that's, that's that's for sure and so, yeah, basically, um, before I let you go, Greg, I'd like to know what and what lessons you've learned so far, um, you know, building a business like this that you would pass on to another founder today that's looking to get into maybe climate tech or something like that. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> um, so I think, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a not- and this is something which is really challenging to myself, um, but somehow to you know um let go to and tolerate um uncertainty to some degree i think that's something which is just so paramount in in a startup because it's never really get rid of so you need to 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 tolerate a certain uh, amount of uh, uncertainty uh trying to you know to get to to decisions which are well informed obviously but but to 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 have that in mind that this um, and um, for this one to be able to do that, you need to to, to have in place somehow um, a good network, the company and outside, whom you can trust um, and take you know their advice uh, very seriously. I think that's one thing. Another thing, what I would advise uh, everyone to do is somehow not to necessarily you know sell yourself, um, but um, to really. Um, I mean, that's somehow important as well, but to, you know, when it comes to, to, to whatever you're building, you need to be authentic with it. It needs to be something which is really important to you. 
um, and you shouldn't, you know, deviate it from it too much. Speak to an investor just to sell a story because you think they might be more interested if you if you if you pitch it a bit different necessarily because that always somehow leads in confusion in the end. So you should you know be really true to to your project and to what it is that really motivated you. Yeah, yeah, I like that you also gave me two really big lessons. You know, stay true to yourself, which is really really important, and. Finally, another lesson being um, intuition, you know, um, being able to accommodate, tolerate a, a bit of uncertainty, you know, um, and I think those are actually really, really great lessons. And I'm sure the founders who are listening to this have taken this into consideration. So thank you so, so much, Greg, for, you know, sharing your knowledge, sharing your wealth of knowledge with me. This is amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, glad to do so and thank you so much again Lutana to have me on that road yeah yeah and for everyone else listening I know you already enjoyed this conversation so if you are anywhere in Zambia um, Cameroon, Togo, Ghana Namibia um, and you are maybe you don't have access to any energy source you are off the grid you should check out Empower Africa it is M-P-O-W-E-R the Africa the link is going to be in the description of this episode wherever you're listening from so um check out empower africa today and make sure to always stay keep staying tuned you know um subscribe to this podcast of course follow in these founder conversations throughout our social media on twitter at startup couches on linkedin and until next time i'll see you again thank you so much lutana bye-bye